Well, hey there, you're listening to the Marketing for Coaches podcast. I'm your host, Steve Schramm, and this is the podcast where we help coaches like you achieve clarity around their message, overcome their toughest marketing challenges, and grow their business. In this episode, I want to teach you how to leverage the immense value that your experience brings to the table. A couple weeks ago, we looked at the notion of imposter syndrome, and I laid it all out there for you, and I meant every word that I said. I struggle. I do. I struggle with imposter syndrome. I cannot lie about that. I cannot lie about that. But as I mentioned in that episode, there are some things that we can do, you and me together, There are some things we can do to work through and to reframe the idea of imposter syndrome. Now today, I want to talk about something that really zooms in on one part of the imposter syndrome discussion. And in that episode, I told you that I thought that it was the most important piece of the puzzle. So I thought that it would be really, really great to go ahead and bring this out for you today in this episode. Now, of course, this episode and every episode is sponsored by our online community of coaches who are seeking to change the world together and want help to do that, want help in their marketing efforts, want to be able to join a community of like-minded folks to propel their business forward. Of course, I'm talking about Coach Marketing School. You can get over there by going to coachmarketing.co slash school. You can learn a little bit about it. I've even got a little video there for you. You can watch of me telling you a bit about what goes on in Coach Marketing School. So I uh, pray that you will consider joining us over there. We have a, uh, a good time and it's a small group right now. We're just getting things together and testing things out and really trying to turn that into a great resource for coaches trying to grow their business online. So in there, we can talk about things like this. We'll talk about mindset issues and how to overcome uh, imposter syndrome in your specific scenario. All you have to do is ask and me and other coaches will jump on there and begin talking about that with you. So join us over there, coachmarketing.co slash school. Now let's talk a little bit about this idea of experience and the immense value that your experience brings to the table. What we have to do is understand that we, we just don't know everything, okay? And we have to be okay with not knowing everything. And even further, we need to learn that what we do bring to the table has the ability to circumvent the curse of knowledge. In other words, what I'm trying to say is this. It's an advantage. It's an advantage to those that you coach that you're not an expert necessarily in everything. Maybe you don't do exactly the kind of things that the people that you help do. Maybe um, maybe you do the same kind of things, but maybe you're intimidated by something that they have accomplished, or maybe they are just a completely different kind of person than the kind of person that you usually work with, and, and you are intimidated by them. We all have this uh, this innate ability to undervalue ourselves. 
uh, to undervalue ourselves because we're afraid we don't have the goods, right? I mean, that's just, that's just the bottom line. And so what we want to do then is figure out a way to leverage our value to overcome in our minds the idea that we can't help somebody else. You know, I started to mention the curse of knowledge and it's a very, very powerful, powerful thing. Uh, according to Donald Miller over there, the creator of StoryBrand, we are all operating with this curse of knowledge and it comes out in our marketing worse than just about anywhere else. We tend to communicate, if you had a scale of 1 to 10, we tend to communicate when it comes to the things that we know around the level of a 6 naturally is where we tend to communicate. But a lot of times your clients or your customers are communicating on this thing around a level of one or two. And so we get into this, um, what I call consultant speak, okay? And surely you know a little bit of what I'm talking about. I was working with a gentleman the other day and uh, he helps Teams. He works with teams of folks who do um, have construction businesses, okay? Different kinds of people, whether it be contractors or electricians, etc. You know, different kinds of people. If you're running a team in the construction industry, he helps you to develop that team into uh, an awesome team, into a team that works together, that's healthy, that's efficient, that's effective, that takes your business to where you want it to go. And we were having a branding strategy session just the other day and talking about this and talking through this. And we found that some of the language that he was kind of defaulting to as we were trying to figure out how best to communicate to these people was really very uh, consultant speak like. It, it was very much the kind of thing that people who are in the industry of helping people grow and develop use, but people who aren't in the industry of helping other people grow and develop in that same way might not be used to that kind of language. And so what we helped him do in our branding strategy session was to actually clarify in human terms, in real life terms, the kind of terms that maybe construction uh, business owners would use exactly the way that he helped them. Now, of course, things change. Uh, people use words differently over time. And so you learn the more you work with people, the way that they speak. And so you can refine things. But the point is this, we have to somehow overcome this curse of knowledge. When we're talking with people, we know things that they don't know. And so I think what happens is a lot of times this happens to us in, in reverse. We think that we are cursed in some situations because the person that we are supposed to be helping knows more about the subject than we do. But if we're an insightful person, if we're really a good coach who knows how to dig deeper 
than what the person is immediately thinking that maybe they need or maybe they want, then that could be an advantage. There's a very popular book, in, uh, it's a marketing book, it's called The Blue Ocean Strategy. And the point of this book is you go one way when everybody else is going the other and it makes you stand out, even if it takes resorting to something that you might seem uh, that you might think is primitive to where we are. It's all about standing out. So with those things in mind as a foundation, I want to run through three things that you can do to leverage the immense value your experience brings to the table and hopefully help you to um, circumvent this imposter syndrome in an even better and more effective way so that you can begin doing what your purpose is to do in helping these folks that you coach. The first thing I want you to do is this. I want you to crush self-doubt by asking others what you're good at. I want you to crush self-doubt by asking others what you are good at. Now, um, this seems unconventional, and it's a little bit scary uh, to even think about doing, and I totally get that. I completely, I completely understand that, but I think that this is actually quite an effective way of figuring out your strengths, of figuring out how you help people, and so you can capitalize on that. One of the things that, um, or one of the ways, I, I guess, you can do this to make it a little bit more comfortable for you is maybe you could just send a survey to past clients that you've worked with. Now, this is, um, you know, the way that I do this is, is I actually ask this question or a roundabout version of this question in the survey that I send immediately following the uh, basically the end of our initial part of the relationship when I build a client's website. So I'll build a client's website and they'll sign a document that says, okay, I approve this. I sign off on this. It looks good. Uh, after that, now I stay in relationship with the person whose website I built because I help manage that website as well. But what I'll do is go ahead and send out a survey that says, hey, now that we've come to the completion of the build phase of this project, there are a couple things I'd like to know, a couple questions I'd like to ask. And so if you don't mind, uh, it'll just take about three minutes if you'd run through these. And so they do uh, in most cases. And one of the questions I ask is, what did you like about, you know, how the project went? Uh, what, and I also ask, what could have been better? Be honest, I can take it. You know what I mean? Like, what? how could this have gone better for you? I want to make sure that if there were any holes or any flaws in this, that you're honest with me and you tell me so that I can do better for the next person. So I want to know those things. So th I think this is a very practical way that you could uh, ask such a question. Now, I think there's an argument to be made for crushing self-doubt by asking others what you're good at in the sense of asking even your family and friends. Shoot a few people an email. Say, hey, look, uh, I just have a question. I'm trying to figure out how I best help people, how I inspire people, how I influence people. And a lot of times, some of the best answers to this kind of question will come from the people who have not been in a business relationship with you. Because relationships um, of all kinds do share 
some commonalities. And so even though you might not be in a relationship with your best friend in the same way that you're in a relationship with your clients, don't you think that it would be helpful for you to treat your clients the way that you would treat your best friend, at least in some cases? You might not be as personal or as open with them, but there are some things, some something that you contribute some things, something that you contribute to the relationship with your best friend that certainly would translate well into the relationship with your clients. And so I think you um, would be helped by asking that question and by implementing that into your coaching relationships. Um, so pick some some close friends some acquaintances and some business um, um, contacts, and I think that would probably be the uh, the a good enough spread. Some close friends, some acquaintances, and some business contacts, and ask that question: What do you do? What do you do well? You know, what do I do well? What am I good at? How do I bring value to people's lives? How do I bring value to your life? That would be a good question to ask. And that alone will help you crush self-doubt. And again, it all works. Everything is marketing. We've talked about this. Everything is marketing. The confidence that you exude, the trust that you make other people feel for you, it is all marketing. And when you can crush self-doubt, you feel more confident in your marketing. So it all, it's all related. Step two is to practice connection making by creating, writing, and speaking opportunities. We're talking about how to leverage the immense value that your experience brings to the table. Now, one of the ways to do this, again, is to circumvent that curse of knowledge. So your worry right now, your frustration right now, is that you are dealing with somebody or you think you're going to be dealing with somebody who has a great deal more of knowledge in their field than you do. Who are you to be coaching them, right? That's the imposter syndrome coming out. And the problem is, is that you're worried that you don't have anything to offer because they know more than you do. So the way to overcome that is to be somebody who is proud of the fact that they are able to make connections, okay, between the experiences that they have in another area and uh, the experience that their clients have in the uh, relevant area. So, I have used various illustrations throughout the life of this podcast, okay? Uh, you know, we're talking about my weight loss, talking about the time that I was coaching the gentleman who had the problem of consultant speak, who helps build awesome teams. Um, you know, these different kinds of uh, scenarios. I I'm not a team-building coach. Um, I don't know anything about team building, and I know even less about construction. 
So why was I able to help him? Well, I was able to help him because I am a brand strategist. That's what I do. I am able to make connections. I know some things about uh, about people, right? I know that people face certain things and people are a certain way, even if they do different things with their life. And so I'm able to draw different uh, experience from the things that I have done in my life. I mean, I've uh, managed studio productions. I've helped develop TV shows. I've recorded with and played with some of the biggest names in uh, gospel music, for example. I mean, I have these different experiences that I can draw on that other people have not had, and I'm able to make those connections. Now, I said to do this by creating writing and speaking opportunities. You've heard the saying, perhaps, that uh, words and thoughts get clearer when passing through the lips and through pencil tips. That's when real clarity comes. And what's interesting about that, I've totally found it to be true, by the way. Uh, And I think it's really great because when you're writing and when you're speaking, you are naturally looking to clarify for your audience what you're trying to say. That is, you're always looking for illustrations. You're always looking for ways to make what you're saying easier to understand. And when you are doing that, what is it that you're doing? You're making connections in your mind. You are learning how to draw connections from one area of life to another area of life to make it more relevant to the people you're speaking with, right? So we practice this ability to make connections by creating writing and speaking opportunities. Start a podcast, start a video, start a blog. You know, these are things that not only are very, very helpful from a marketing perspective and part of the framework that we teach Uh, for getting uh, 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 traction in your marketing. So I think these are things you should be doing anyway. If you want to learn more about that, you can go grab our cheat sheet on how to get going with that. That's at coachmarketing.co slash time. But regardless, just another benefit of doing that is it will help you in your coaching to be able to think through things, to draw uh, off of your life experience, and then these things will be fresh in your mind so that when scenarios come up when you're coaching somebody and you are afraid that you don't have the knowledge that they do, maybe all you need to do is look for a way to think about those experiences that you have had that you can draw on to teach them something that they didn't even know about a way they could be effective in their industry. And the final thing, and building off of that, is to reframe, and this is important, to reframe knowledge gaps as opportunities to zig instead of zag. So I mentioned that book, The Blue Ocean Strategy. And really, that is what this book teaches you to do, to zig instead of Zach. When everybody else is going one way, you go another way. And oftentimes, this is the thing that leads to high performance and it leads to the best results because it makes you stand out. It makes you stand out. So this is, I think, important in your 
marketing materials, of course, but it's also just important for your mind. I mean, it's very um, important to to be able to enter a conversation with the confidence of knowing that you're going to be able to help somebody, even if they have experience in life that is completely different than yours. And that's really what we're getting at. We want to leverage, remember, the immense value that your experience brings to the table. So this shows itself in your marketing. It shows itself in your coaching. It shows itself in your free writing and speaking. It shows itself in your paid writing and speaking. So this is what you have to do in order to make that leverage and to ultimately overcome that imposter syndrome, which I know that everybody deals with. Crush self-doubt by asking others what you're good at. I would do that today. Before I laid my head on the pillow for bed tonight, I would do that. I would ask your close friends, a few of them, a few of your acquaintances, and a few of your business contacts, what you're good at and how you bring value to their life. Then I would practice that connection making by creating writing and speaking opportunities. And then I would reframe knowledge gaps as opportunities to zig instead of Zach. Now, of course, if you want help, a little bit more uh, deeper help with doing any of these things, I encourage you to join us at Coach Marketing School. These are the kind of conversations that we're going to be having in there for a long time. I'd be happy uh, to for you to join me in there and we could talk more through any one of these individual things that you're having struggles with or have any questions about. The more as a coach that you can leverage your experience, the more confident you become. And again, I'll repeat it because we have to hear things multiple times, right, in order for them to click. But confidence building and trust building are key. People need to know, like, and trust us in order to want to do business with us and uh, building our confidence, our personal confidence as we go out into the world is one of the very best ways to do that. We know the Bible is an amazing book. It's had a huge impact on the way that I think about my own life and business. So I like to share a verse from the Bible each week to close out the podcast. And the Bible says, delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Psalm 37, 4. You know, this is a really great verse. I I love it because it just speaks to the fact that when you uh, make your desire, when your treasure becomes the ultimate treasure, which I believe is the God in heaven. When that becomes your desire, then God says he will give you the desires of your heart. And a lot of times what you find is that God changes your heart. God changes your desires and you legitimately have a happy life, even though your circumstances might not be what the world considers happiness. You're always happy in that sense because you have Jesus in your life, or because you have God who's leading you through your life, leading you through your business endeavors, and just in general, helping you through this life in this world. So God bless you. May you prosper in your coaching business. Start something special and do something today, like asking others what you're good at to crush your self-doubt, to change your tomorrow.